0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome to 2021. We made it. (laughs) Now, by now, five days into the new year, you may be experiencing possibly some anxiety about having all of these goals and resolutions that maybe you're noticing you don't have the energy for yet, or maybe you're just feeling kind of weird. Maybe it didn't quite have that change or that shift that you were expecting the minute you stepped into 2021. But before you throw in the towel, before you get all caught up in your head, I'm gonna come in on a rescue mission today. And give you a tool that I absolutely love. And this will, if you practice it daily and consistently, this will absolutely change your life. And it truly is the the mantra of this show, which is all about changing your your inner game or winning on the inside. And that inevitably will cause you to win on the outside, right? So today we're going to dive into what I am calling intentional thought creation. Intentional thought creation. A little just side note, I was somebody who had a lot of negativity running through my mind. I actually learned through seeking therapy and going through counseling that this is what is called trauma brain. Trauma brain. So there's certain things that happen when we experience trauma, that cause our brain to react differently, kind of go into that fight or flight mode, right? And so different people respond differently. I happen to be somebody that would go into hyperactive mode, right? So I would overthink. I'd, you know, I call it future tripping. (laughs) I'd plan all all these scenarios. I'd try to figure things out. I'd try to just make things happen and just protect myself in that way or just stay busy because I didn't want to sit and feel what I was feeling, right? Now, some other people shut down. They just shut down. they It's almost a very depressive state, really unmotivated, the complete opposite of being hyperactive. So I discovered that from this trauma brain, from different traumatic experiences and things that happened in my life, that I had some negative thoughts going on and some negative patterns in my brain, or if something happened, it could trigger a certain response in my brain. So that really intrigued me because I never realized how much effort it would actually take me to get out of that, right? And I equate this to having a garden and weeding, right? I even had a neighbor, just a funny story, I was out going to town in the front yard, just pulling weeds, you know, and just manicuring the yard a bit, right? And he just sort of, you know, chimed over at me and said that, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm pulling weeds. Um, He's like, oh yeah, I tried that, but it seemed like the minute I pull a weed, just a whole bunch more would come back. So I gave up on that a long time ago. And I just kind of, you know, laughed it off, but our minds, it's very similar, right? And the word has a lot of scripture that really applies here or reinforces this, that unless we take thoughts captive, they're going to keep coming up and traumatizing us or tormenting us. So this is a practice that I'm sharing with you today that came out of this realization that, ooh, I have a lot of work to do and I've got to be diligent in this. I've got to be relentless in this. I've got to be resilient in this because these thoughts are not going on their own and they're not going willingly. How many of you know sometimes the giant that you need to take out is your own thought life? Okay, so this could be one of the very things that's preventing you from stepping into the more that God has for you, that prepared place, all of those promises, all of those prophetic words maybe that have been spoken of your life. This could be the block. It could be your own mind, right? Because you definitely, you definitely have to think different. go to that next place all right it's the difference between really having a poverty mindset and an abundant mindset and god is not a god of poverty okay so if our thoughts are pitiful and not powerful that has something to do with us okay god will absolutely give us grace and help us and holy spirit is the best (laughs) at revealing things to us and 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 really bringing fresh revelation and guiding our steps right but we still have to do the work and apply it okay So intentional thought creation, I'm going to break it down, right? Intention is an idea or a plan, something that you intend to carry out, okay? So some of the things are a goal, a purpose, an aim that you have, that is your intention. Now, regardless of the outcome, whether you pull it off or not, this is your intention. You intend to show up and do this thing. So some of the synonyms are aim, designed, end, goal, intent, objective, and purpose. Okay, now, from what we know, God is a God of purpose, so nothing is random. Now, I personally know and have experienced that when I'm operating in my purpose, that is when I have the most energy, that is when I'm the most fulfilled, that is when I can keep going no matter what. And I'm completely unattached to the result, results because I'm so focused on the purpose, okay? So take that, take that purpose, that aim, and apply it to your thoughts. Okay, my intention with my thought is to think what? This is implying that I get to choose what I think about, okay? I can't necessarily stop every thought that runs in my head, but I can choose if I'm going to engage it or indulge it. Right? It's actually a luxury to indulge in certain thoughts, kind of like going and getting your favorite dessert and indulging in that, right? We can indulge in drama like it's our job. Honestly, we can play out thoughts and we can rehearse thoughts and we can let our imaginations just take over. We're so good at it, we actually fill in the gaps for other people, right? When really, if we were to pull back, instead of being suspicious of other people and what they're up to and filling in their own gaps, we should be suspicious of our own thought life and why we're thinking that way and get to the bottom of that instead, right? Our relationships would probably thank us for that too. So, intentional thought creation that was for free. You're welcome. Intentional thought creation is my aim is to believe and to think in agreement or in alignment with God, right? So, I'm going to intentionally create my thought life, which means. I'm going to create a grid of my thinking, okay? So the best way I can describe this, whenever we are going into the unknown or something that we've never seen, we've never experienced before, there's a phrase, we don't have a grid for this, right? I don't have a background in this, I'm not, I haven't studied anything in this, I've never seen it done before, right? So take an example. I haven't seen a successful marriage. None of that exists in my family. I've seen everything that I'm not supposed to do. I haven't seen anybody that's run a business that's been a successful entrepreneur. I haven't seen anybody manage finances well. I haven't seen anybody take care of their health. Okay, cool. Not cool, but you feel me. Okay, so there's all these thoughts, right? That I haven't seen this. I don't have a grid for it. So what am I supposed to do? And so what ends up happening is we freak out and we stall out and we take no action, and we're in the, in the exact same place, if not worse, than whoever we were calling out on their stuff, right? So here, in these scenarios, you would do something different. You would bring intentional thought creation to that pattern and say, you know what? Just because I haven't seen that before doesn't mean that I have to believe that or accept that, and so what I'm going to think instead is, so the question that you would ask yourself is not a question that produces that fear and anxiety, but one that calls out your potential, one that calls out the gold in you, okay? This is self-coaching 101, all right? So the, the, the question would be, who do I need to be to have a great marriage? Who do I need to be to run a successful business, right? Who do I need to become to Whatever that thing is, whatever that fear is that I I rattled off a few examples that are common, but whatever that is for you, who do I need to be for that, right? So just backing up why this is so powerful, I want to give you some word because this is spirit-filled real talk after all, and then I'll give you some steps that you can apply as well, okay? So if you're on the go, you can flag this, make sure that you share it with a friend because sharing is caring, but you can flag this and come back to it and write down these steps. Okay, so Romans 12.2 says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So here's the thing with this, okay? Okay. When this is saying, do not be conformed to the world, what does the world do? Well, the world hustles. The world pursues. The world is self-focused and self-centered. The world is all after results, right? And that can feel heavy. And there can be a lot of pressure connected to that. And it's also addicting, right? There's never enough. Once you achieve something, you're always on to the next. The world is all about opportunity. And I don't know about you, but chasing opportunity gets exhausting. And if you start a thing, you've got to finish a thing and it all depends on you. And I definitely don't want to start anything that God's not in and I don't want to carry that kind of weight in my life anymore. That's me personally. But do not be conformed to the world. Maybe instead of creating all the resolutions and creating all the vision boards, not that those are good, bad, right, or wrong. I'm not assigning meaning to them, but I am suggesting maybe instead of spending so much time, energy, and effort doing that and writing out all of your plans, why not ask God what he wants for your 2021? Why not ask God, God, how do you see me? God, what do you have for me this year? God, I want to dream with you again. Give me a fresh revelation of what you see for me. Show me what I'm capable of with you, right? Way more compelling. I dare you to try it. <laughs> okay, another one is Philippians 4.8. And this one says that, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise... Think about these things. So this is a word that really highlighted or revealed to me that I had some issues in my brain because I did a thought inventory, (laughs) you know, where you, you take some time, you sit down and you think about what you're thinking about. Compelling, right? But I did this and I started to do it often and I started to realize I am not thinking about what is lovely what is pure, what is just, what is honorable a majority of the time. I'm thinking some really cray-cray thoughts. And another way that I get behind this too is if you were to uh, project what you were thinking on a movie screen and watch it and it would be shown publicly, would you be proud of that? Right? (laughs) So that, that reveals that you have some cleanup work to do. Okay, Another one, if you've ever had a monkey mind and a mind that's been all over the place, this word is powerful. It's Isaiah 26.3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. It's fixed because he trusts in you. So what it also revealed to me is because I have monkey mind, it actually is highlighting or revealing to me that I don't trust God right? Because if I did, I wouldn't do all this extra work. (laughs) I wouldn't put my brain on overdrive. I wouldn't try to figure everything out in my own understanding. I wouldn't just rely on my own logic, right? I wouldn't run around like a crazy making person, right? I would be able to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which does not happen when my mind is all over the place, right? Another one that you hear a lot, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So anybody who says, I cannot control what I'm thinking about, you can, right? Apart from God, you can do no good thing. But with God, you can think about what you're thinking about and exercise some self-control of your thoughts, right? And you can choose not to engage in fear, right? You can pray for an increase of faith and you can work on activating your faith and studying the word, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So something that I started doing, for example, was I stopped watching TV straight up Bought TV, right? And I would listen to sermons nonstop because I didn't have that word in me. (laughs) Then I started studying the word, right? Wherever you could make an excuse, basically turn your excuses into a to-do list, They're usually revealing what you know to do. You're just not doing it. Okay. And then lastly, and this one was very compelling for me when I think about leadership or when I think about having a firm foundation or when I think about uh, really transforming lives and particularly in the work that I do as a professional life coach, I don't want to be this, right? It says here, James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Who wants to follow an unstable person, right? Like we don't need more examples of people that are unstable. We need more examples of people that actually have and enjoy their lives, that are actually stable, that are well, that are whole. Notice I'm not saying perfect, but I am saying that they could be going through something and you wouldn't know because they've got their joy and they've got the stability and they are still flourishing. They're like a tree planted, right? Because their trust is in the Lord and they're fixed, right? They stay in perfect peace because their mind is fixed on God. They're stable because their focus is singular. It's not double-minded. It's not in the world and operating according to works of the flesh, right? But it's operating according to the kingdom and developing a kingdom mindset and living according to the spirit and taking uh, marching orders or inspired action from God, right? Different. So hopefully this helps you, but... These verses to me just reveal the power of your mind and also the necessity of doing this renewing of your mind constantly. If you want to really step into the new things that God has for you, if you want to see revival break out starting in your own life, and if you truly want to walk out testimonies of transformation that are lasting and sustainable I don't believe that we can do that by ourselves. I believe that only God can bring the deliverance, the grace, the, the support, the guidance, the steps, the counseling, the coaching. God does that, right? So as promised, here is how you can walk yourself through, and I recommend praying through these with God, but you can walk yourself through some practical steps. This is practical wisdom here to apply a process of intentional thought creation, I say to do this every day and you can pick when to do this according to how you're wired or according to what your current schedule is. So I am somebody that very much values getting up early so I can get out ahead of the day and really get out ahead of myself (laughs) and start with God. Sometimes, though, if, if that didn't happen and the day started kind of chugging along, I'll put it into my lunch hour. And if that doesn't happen, I will do it before I go to bed. I know that at least before I hit my pillow, I will make time to do this work because it's that important and it's that valuable. I like to do it at the beginning, though, because it, I find that it guides the flow of my day. And I'm a big believer in momentum. So I want to have the right thoughts, the right things flowing out of me to guide my life experience so that it very much unfolds differently. Okay, so here's the steps. Number one is observe your thoughts. The best way I can describe to do this is, is you're living your life, but you're also observing yourself as you're living your life. So take, for example, you're in a conversation with somebody and you just pull back in your mind using your imagination and picture yourself having that conversation picture what your mannerisms are, picture how that other person is experiencing you, just picture yourself in that space and what's going on, right? Another way that you can do it is picture the scenario that you're currently in, like it's a play, right? Just like you're watching a play on stage and the curtains are open, right? How that that actual scene is playing out. Do you like how that played out? And you can do this I recommend two ways to do this. You sometimes you can get really good and you can course correct in the moment, but that's hard if you've never done any of this kind of grid work before. So, what I recommend doing is before an experience, visualize how good it could go. Visualize how you want it to go, right? Observe it going well. Just visualize it, right? Now, again, you can catch yourself in the experience or you can observe how It went after the fact. What were you thinking about, right? If it was a bad experience, what were you thinking? Because often those correlate. I think always, actually, (laughs) right? What was your, your response or your reaction to whomever you were talking to or what that experience was, okay? Recognize, the key here is to recognize thoughts and thinking patterns that don't serve you. Recognize what they are. Okay, a lot of times I see a lot of our stuff come up when it comes to marketing, selling, uh, relationships, and communicating our feelings and our emotions. A lot of times, even in job situations and communicating our value, that's a lot where this kind of thought stuff comes up where it's negative. Okay, so number one, observe your thoughts. Number two, practice listening to your inner voice. This was something that I got really good at because my inner voice was a jerk. <laughs> she was a mean girl, man. She just would beat me up. And I'm like, man. And how I really started to distinguish this was when I was developing a relationship with God and really listening for God's voice and really paying attention and just creating space to be available for God to speak and having no clue if that was possible or not. It's taken me a long way. <laughs> um I started to recognize, wow, like God does not sound like my inner voice at all, at all. And that started to wreck me, right? Because I'm like, if God's not talking to me like this, why am I talking to myself this way? And just imagine if I stopped talking to myself this way and I actually talk to myself like God talks to me, how would I show up? How would my life change? But practice listening to your inner voice, because a lot of times it could be, you know, a parent, it could be a coach from a sport that you played, it could be a teacher, it could be a mentor, it could be somebody that spoke something, a curse into your life, right? And at the time you didn't know how to process it or handle it, but it still comes up and you still sound like that person because you believed the lie, right? So practice listening to your inner voice because then that reveals or presents opportunities for you to start finessing that or changing the script. All right. Number three, ask yourself better questions. Okay. A lot of times, particularly when we're in fear, we ask really low vibe questions. Okay. There's a frequency to these questions. And a lot of times when we ask low vibe questions, we get very panicky, victim-y responses. So when you ask yourself better questions, you challenge your brain. So I'm not a big believer in mantras or affirmations because I tried that. It didn't work. Okay. My brain was so advanced, (laughs) right? Like yours, that it needed to do some deeper work. Okay. So if you have been trying, quote unquote, I don't like try, just do, right? But if you've been doing a lot of this mantra affirmation work, like I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, right? It's the word of God. Okay. Holy Spirit will help you there. But If you're just saying some sort of mantra that you actually don't believe, you gotta go deeper, all right? You gotta challenge your brain, and here's how you do it. What would I need to believe to X, Y, or Z? What would I need to believe to run this business? What would I need to believe to have a healthy relationship? What would I need to believe to show up and step into my purpose and calling in this particular area? What would I need to believe to whatever that is for you. Who would I need to become, right? And then what is so powerful about that is that gives you this path, this map, if you will, to co-create with God and create your reality, right? Because when you see that, oh, that's who I am, that's what God's been preparing for me, that's how I'm wired, when you start to see that, then you know what your work is in the now, okay? Like you literally... If I've got to believe that, if I've got to think that, if I got to start showing up like that, then that's what I'm going to start doing now. It literally gives you your marching orders. Super powerful. Number four, stay present. Stay present. Living your day engaged in every single thing and taking lots of breaks throughout the day, super valuable because it trains you not to have this stressed out state all the time. It teaches you to really... Be engaged and present and not always trying to do multiple things at one time. It teaches you to really value just living from a place of peace and contentment without having to rush and always be in a panic. And it really helps you see and and hear and be available to what God is doing. Okay, he could be bringing value to you. He could be reminding you of something. He could be facilitating a connection. He could have you in the right place at the right time. And you could totally miss it because you're just juggling all this other stuff. Okay, so number four is stay present. And then number five is block weekly thinking and reflecting space on your calendar. Okay, so this is valuable. Granted, this is very valuable if you're doing this every day because it will allow you to see results, right? It'll allow you to see what was the feedback that you've been getting every day as you've been practicing all five of these, right? But if you only have one day a week where you can give yourself an hour, yes, an hour, okay, you've got to at least have one day a week where you give yourself an hour, at least one. Whether you got to get up earlier, whether you got to stay up later, where somebody's got to babysit your kids, whatever it is, you need an hour. You need an hour to think about what you're thinking about, to reflect on how things are going, to be available to hear from God, and to work out some of these secret petitions of your heart, and the desires of your heart, and questions that you have in your heart, to work whatever is going out in your inner man out with God, okay? And to also visualize and create the best possible scenarios. That's what we do when we have faith. We envision the best possible scenarios. We have God, right? God is the final say. We don't have to settle for worst case. We don't have to stay stuck. We don't have to stay in this nasty, victim-y state. We can say, I am the head, not the tail. I am above only, never beneath. So what does that look like? If I bring that confidence, if I bring that groundedness, if I bring that playfulness, if I bring that joy back into this environment, how will it change? Right? We have the opportunity to do that. And these aren't hard steps, but they require all of us. They require the fullness of who we are, all of our intention All of our intention, all of our attention, it requires all of our presence, all of our engagement, all of our focus, right? It requires us planning and making space for this to happen. But what I do want to hold up and highlight is intentional thought creation does not happen automatically. It doesn't. Our brain is wired for survival. So if we want to thrive, if we want to step into something greater, we have to intentionally think about what we're thinking about. But it's deeper than that because we can think about what we're thinking about and still not get results. Why? Because all we're doing is thinking about what we're thinking about and then beating ourselves up for thinking about that right? The work that I'm presenting here is to recognize what is not functional, what it, what is not lovely, what is not pure, what is not noble, okay? Then also recognize the voice that's talking to you and how's that working out for you. And then challenge yourself what do i need to believe instead how am i going to replace this how am i going to take that thought cast captive cast it down and out of my mind and replace it with the mind of christ what is the kingdom mindset if you can't think about what you would believe what is a kingdom mindset here who does god say that i am how does god see me right and then i'm going to stay present in my scenarios in my life right? So that I can bring this kingdom influence that God just revealed to me into every place where I had that old nature showing up, right? And then I'm going to block weekly time to just see how I'm doing and celebrate even any and every small win. I'm going to celebrate it. And then where I still need more work, I'm going to pay attention. So, that's, so that is so that is no longer an area of weakness, but where God can show up, show up strong and really help me, okay? So... Those are the steps. And this becomes really fun, strangely enough. Once you once you start being for yourself and having your own back and knowing that God does too and that it's not as hard as you think to change your mind, it can actually be fun. And when God starts showing up and giving you new thoughts to think and you start feeling better, you start expressing yourself better, you start having more energy, you're not carrying all this weight anymore, you're able to... Be a receiver of divine wisdom and creativity and ideas and just really be excellent (laughs) in all you think, say, and do. Your life changes. So I cannot understate the value and the power of doing this work every day. So your assignment, (laughs) if you so choose, is to block weekly thinking space Go back and re-listen to this. Maybe even get a scripture verse that's for you that really locks in the power of this. So anytime your mind tries to tell you that this is not valuable, similar to what it does when we we don't want to work out or we don't want to eat right or whatever it is, whatever our temptation is, know that that's going to come. Don't be naive to that, but have a word to talk back to it, right? Because this work is important because you're important and the work that you're doing here in the world is necessary and it's needed for such a time as this, okay? Okay. So, 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 if this message blessed you, make sure that you subscribe if you haven't. Like I mentioned earlier, you can also copy this link and share it with a friend. It's so important that we get words of encouragement out to people. Uh, They're so necessary and so, so needed. So, Be a pal and make that happen. And then also some exciting news to share. If you're new here, there's a couple of ways that we can stay connected and a lot of great things that you can tap into and take advantage of. So juliannapage.com is a beautiful place to start. There is a U2.0 self-mastery course. and Self-mastery is all about discipline and self-control and taking control of your inner life and really understanding your identity, your purpose, so that you can also take control of your influence and, and really be in your power and in your authority and operating in confidence because that is also needed, right? Because we're here to rule and reign. So go check out U 2.0. There's also coaching programs as well. So I am a professional life coach. It's what I love to do. It's how God has wired me. And I am a nerd. For finding breakthrough and transformation in my own life. It's so powerful. Oh my gosh. And so I love facilitating that and being on the journey with others as well. So, if that is something, if you've never had a coach before, this is something that I've been doing since 2009. Yeah, it's been a minute. (laughs) So, it's something I'm not, this is not my first rodeo. I'm actually a master certified coach. So, If that's something you'd like more information on, I do have discovery calls that you can schedule. So you can find that at julianapage.com. There are a couple of great book resources over there as well. I mentioned that I was a newbie to the faith walk and I didn't have a lot of faith, but God, you know, God's not done yet. But there is a book reclaiming your spiritual authority, which is very powerful. Co-laboring with God is all about taking a really big shift from being so self-focused to being servant-focused or service-focused. Very powerful book. I put a lot of coaching tools in there. There's also a daily devotional. I know that that has been such a pivotal practice just to have a daily devotion. So that is also available over on julianapage.com. You can also check me out over on YouTube and follow me over there. I release a lot of video content, so you can be the first to know anytime a new topic comes up. And you can follow me also on Instagram at Miss Ms, Ms. Page. All right, guys, I think that's all I got for you on today. But until next time, stay blessed.